Welcome to my podcast, The Cross in the Desert. I'm your host, Randy L. Noble, and once again, I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your busy life to join me today on my podcast. I want to speak to us about a difficult, controversial, yet very important topic today. It's the topic of eschatology or end times. Now, I know there's a lot of opinion and a lot of speculation in this area, but I want to focus in today on what I think is an essential to understand the coming of Christ. I want to talk to us today about the differences between the pre-tribulation rapture of the church and the second coming of Christ. There's a lot of confusion in this area because there are churches that are abandoning the pre-trib rapture of the church and are focusing so much on political activism that they've kind of lost the hope of Christ's coming or they've been so busy that they have focused on it less and less. And because of their political agenda, they have now kind of done away with the hope of a pre-trib rapture. And they look at the Bible and then they are interpreting passages and they say, well, we're probably going to be here during the tribulation and even when the Antichrist comes, but we're the church. We can be protected by God. And what they do is they ignore all of the passages that teach the rapture and they consolidate it all into the second coming, that there is no pre-trip rapture. Well, I feel that that's very unhealthy. That's not a good approach to Scripture. It causes a lot of confusion. Now, let me say in the onset that this is a secondary issue. Christians can agree to disagree and have opinions. It's not an essential of the faith, like the deity of Christ, the resurrection, the inspiration of Scripture. But that being said, though, it's still important. I believe that we are called to preach the word, to make disciples and not try to change our society and restructure it to such a a degree that we take our focus off Christ and his coming. We are to be salt and light. We are to speak out against the political corruption, against the left wing, the, the left and their push for socialism. We have a part to play. But I think what's happened is because of this preoccupation with social political activism in the name of Christ, that we've done away with the rapture and we've just relegated it that, well, Jesus will come again. But then that makes scripture say something totally different. And I want to help us today in showing that there are differences between the rapture and the second coming. In fact, When we think of Christ's second coming, we need to understand it's divided into two stages. If we keep this as central when we interpret scripture, there won't be confusion. And I'm going to help us today with this topic. The number one difference between the rapture, which I believe is going to happen, between the pre-trib rapture and the second coming, the first difference is that in the rapture, we meet the Lord in the air. Believers will meet him in the air, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds 
to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Notice here that we have the Lord descending. There is a battle cry, a trump of God, and the first thing that happens is the dead will rise first. They will receive their glorified bodies. So we have that resurrection. Then there is the believing remnant that is left behind, those that are alive. That is us. We are left. We are caught up. The word caught up is harpazo. It's, that's the rapture. We are caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Notice the Lord is in the air. He doesn't come all the way down to the earth. In the rapture, we meet the Lord in the air. We are caught up and we are transformed from our lowly sinful bodies into glorified bodies. But the point I want to make here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 17, we meet the Lord in the air. That's an important difference. Now, we return to the Father's house and there we're going to be. In the rapture, the Lord comes halfway down to the earth. In the second coming, he comes all the way down to the earth. How do I know? Let's look at scripture again. Zechariah chapter 14, verses 3 through 4. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as he fights in the day of battle. And in that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. Notice the clear difference, the rapture, we meet the Lord in the air, and at his second coming, Christ touches down on the Mount of Olives, and he will destroy the enemies of God. And this is a very important distinction, number one. But number two, in distinguishing the rapture from the second coming, there is the who who removes people from the earth. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the Lord removes us from the earth. We are caught up together with the resurrected dead and meeting the Lord in the air. So it's the Lord who removes believers from the earth. But in his second coming, he sends his angels to remove unbelievers. There's a difference there. In the second coming, He sends angels. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing in teeth. So difference number two is the who that removes from people from the earth. Jesus removes believers in the rapture, but in the second coming, he sends his angels to remove unbelievers. And when we look at this together, the the whole idea of the second coming of Christ and the rapture becomes very, very clear. So difference number two is the who. The Lord removes believers and he sends angels to remove unbelievers. Now, difference number three is the who are taken and those that are left. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, only believers are taken out by Jesus. We've established that. And the unbelievers are left behind. The difference number three is the who are taken. Believers are taken and 
those that are left unbelievers how do i know matthew chapter 13 verses 49 through 50 so it will be at the end of the age the angels will come forth separate the wicked from the just and cast them into the furnace of fire so we we notice that was the angels but who are the ones that are left the wicked unbelievers difference number three now the fourth difference is the when of when jesus comes the when in the rapture jesus comes for his church before the beginning of the tribulation before the beginning of that seven-year period daniel chapter 9 27 talks about the beginning of this seven-year period the beginning of that final week is when the antichrist comes up with a covenant peace treaty with the people of israel at that moment that's when that final week becomes history and the beginning of the tribulation happens there revelation 6 we see the seal judgments so in the rapture jesus comes for his church before the beginning of that seven-year period revelation chapter 3 verse 10 jesus promised the church at philadelphia because of their faithfulness he was going to take them out from the earth before the trial that's going to come on the whole earth take them out not preserve them from within but to take them out it's a catching away from the trial from the tribulation that's about to come on the whole earth we also see that that period of time that seven-year period is the is the time of god's great intense judgment and wrath revelation 6 the sealed judgments are coming upon the earth and the bible makes it really clear that we are spared from the wrath to come it says in first thessalonians chapter 1 verses 9 through 10 for they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you and how you turned to god from idols to serve the living and true god and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead even jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come we can see that very clearly in revelation chapter 4 when john is given this panoramic view of the heaven the throne of god the angels the worship there are 24 elders in revelation chapter 4 bowing before the lord in worship i believe those 24 elders are very clearly the church in heaven because the thing i want to point out to you is we're there because of the rapture and because chapter 6 begins the great tribulation you will notice in the book of revelation from chapters 4 through 18 the church is not mentioned what we have on the earth are tribulation saints those unbelievers who become believers because of the ministry of the 144,000 jewish evangelists they become christians so they are tribulation saints but the church from chapter 4 to 18 is not there in chapter 19 when christ returns he brings us with him so there is a difference when jesus comes in the rapture before the tribulation in his second coming there is a difference let me show you matthew chapter 24 verses 29 through 30 immediately 
after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with great power and great glory. What are the differences again? We meet the Lord in the air in the rapture, but in the second coming, he stands on the feet of olives. We are removed by the Lord in the rapture. Believers leave the earth. In the second coming, he sends his angels to remove unbelievers. There is a difference in the who and those that are left believers versus unbelievers. There's a difference when he comes, before the tribulation and after the tribulation. There are different signs for each event. You will notice that in the rapture, there are no signs. It's imminent. It can happen at any moment. We are delivered from the wrath to come, so there are no signs. But in the second coming, Matthew 24, look at the signs that must take place. We have the seating of the Antichrist in the rebuilt temple, which is a significant sign that Jesus is coming soon. He sets in the temple and declares himself to be God. You can find that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. There are plenty of signs. That's a major sign. The other signs are the seal judgment signs, the trumpet judgments, the bowl judgments. There are seven years worth of signs after the rapture of the church. No signs for the rapture, plenty of signs before Christ will come again. So these are very significant differences. And when you put this all together and keep in mind that the second coming of Christ is divided into two stages, the rapture of the second coming is still one coming, if you will. If you look at this from this viewpoint, I believe there are no contradictions and scripture completely harmonizes and complements each other. One last thing I want to mention that I won't go into too much detail is believers at the rapture, we receive our glorified bodies. But believers during the thousand-year reign will enter the millennial kingdom in their natural bodies. So again, look at all of these differences. And I think that the Bible is so beautiful in harmony when it's correctly understood, when we rightly divide it. So I hope this has been a help to you today. I hope that you will take the time to compare Scripture with Scripture, to go through this carefully. I've given you the references. I've quoted the Scriptures. But saints, let's keep our mind on heaven. Let's preach the Word and make disciples. Let's not become so preoccupied by changing the evil all around us that we miss the greatest event that's about to come, the imminent pre-tribulational rapture of the church. I believe this is what Scripture teaches, and I really appreciate you taking time to listen. God bless you. I will see you again on my next podcast, The Cross in the Desert. Have a great week.